Don't adjust that dial. You've tuned into the Bellingham Podcast for the month of July 2023. This is episode 225. I know you saw what I did there. I'm AJ Barsay. And after a couple weeks of Weston Wewaxation, I'm Quiz Powell, seriously. Uh, on this episode, AJ and I are going to catch up on what's been going on since June and uh, a couple other newsworthy milestone events and some other things about life in Bellingham. We are live on location where you might ask. We'll tell you, this is the Bellingham Podcast. It's slowly coming back to me, buddy. How are we doing? <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm feeling a little bit older, AJ. Oh, really? Oh, my goodness. At the time of this recording, you're right. You've taken a trip around the sun. Yes, another trip around the sun is my colloquial term for having a birthday. And so, uh, yes, ladies and gentlemen, July is uh, my birthday. And fun fact, there is actually legislation pending oh, is to, to make July 20th my birthday a national holiday. Right, right after they uh, certify crypto, right? Right, exactly. Make that the uh, the fiat uh, standard for the United States. It's getting in line, people. Chris Powell coins. Be big. It's going to the moon. <laughs> anyway, to the moon. And, and, and hoddle this. That's all I got to say. Um, I turned a half century yesterday at the time of this recording. And uh, so, yes, I'm an official old man. Oh, man. In, in society. But I refer to myself as a gentleman in today's society. A rare commodity, if you will, with such great liquidity. Why, why the accent? You're, because you're, I'm just <laughs> caffeinated. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, it's been a month. Uh, had a birthday. And I've taken this whole month of July off from the day job, which as has been glorious. <laughs> as I'm well acquainted that you've had this whole month off. It's been a wonderful exercise. And you know, the, the ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, uh, sports fans and information gatherers, uh, it's it's one thing to take a week off on vacation for work. It's another thing to take two weeks off. But when you're able to get more than a pay period, if yeah. you get paid twice a month, uh, off, you really start to disengage from things. And so I, I'm blessed to be able to have stockpiled my vacation balance to go all at once. And, uh, to, I, and I've used a gesture where I threw my left arm forward all of my chips of vacation time at once. Um, I did not, I, I like the break from not having to be in quick thinking responsive mode for customer support, which I'm always happy to do during the day job uh, as I'm a tech by calling and that's fine. But also just to be able to not have an alarm to wake up. Yeah, that's Although nice. our dog uh, definitely <laughs> likes the morning business walk oh, and will oh, let me oh, know. Business walk and also like any vans or <laughs> delivery trucks that go by. Mercifully, delivery trucks don't go by my residence residence at five in the morning. Anyway, uh, just been doing a whole lot of analog reading. As I stated, um, I took a big old Rubbermaid bin and I took, with the exception of my mobile phone, I took my laptop, an iPad, a Raspberry Pi, an iPod touch, an iPod shuffle, uh, any other tech devices that I might have. We need lots of guns. (laughs) Tech, we need lots of tech. (laughs) And I put it in this Rubbermaid bin and I handed it to my lovely wife and I said, would you take this to your office at work? I don't want to have devices around me for the month of July during this time. So I've had my phone and an e-reader that I thoroughly enjoy. And I've been reading a whole lot of books and doing a whole lot of contemplation. It's a four-syllable word that I like getting familiar with nowadays. So the vacation break has been great. Got one more week left and then back to the rock pile. So it's really been a staycation for you. Uh, Staycation. I did make a trip to my hometown where I grew up, Sequim, and uh, got to see how that changed. (laughs) That's that's Squim for people. uh, Chris does say it correctly. Right. But But when I used to wait tables at a restaurant that is no longer there in Squim, uh, I I can definitely tell someone was from out of town when they like, so uh, what is 
there to do in Sequim? In Sequim, Washington. Yes, exactly. There's no R either. Like, I don't get it anyway. Well, depending on how it is, but I would often say, ah, sounds like you might be from out of town. Squim is evidently a, a term meaning still water from the Clallam uh, tribe, uh, from what I learned. Anyway, it was good to go back to see where I grew up and see how it hasn't changed in a lot of ways, but uh, in some dramatic ways. Back here in Bellingham, but you might be hearing some uh, sounds in yeah. the ambient nature. AJ Bar, say, where the heck oh. are we located? Well, Chris Powell, uh, on this <laughs> fine day, we have the sounds of a little Kubota making the little boat, Kubota that can as they're planting trees at the brand new Scramble Nature Park at, across from the Bellingham Monstros. I mean, the, the, the cinema. The Regal uh, the Cinemas <laughs> here on Barkley Boulevard and, uh, yeah, if you will. Uh, great looking outdoor park. Brand yeah. new. Lots of kids. It is mid-July as we are recording this. And, of course, this is the idyllic nature for kids to go on swings and play around on logs. And there's a little bit of a mini rock climbing zone for uh, the the ropes yep, and other much, things. There's much to scramble upon at the Scramble, scramble Nature yes. Park. Yes, it's not just eggs around here. We actually, we actually scramble nature for Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Yes. So. But, but, no, this is this is the cool, this is the new hotness. If you've got a kiddo or if you've got a niece or nephew, yes. you know, like, this is the place to come. Like, it's basically a water park meets uh, nature park where you've got, uh, like, like Chris was saying, you've got like a rock mountain that they've uh, established with a little belay rope that you get to pull yourself up on. You've got a little spider web bouncer that you can jump around yep. and you've got, you know, the all the all the normal accoutrement that you see at uh, parks here in the Pacific Northwest. And you also have something that's rather unique in some cases. There's actually an open air public restroom yes. on the facility. I'm not used to seeing a lot of that. I'm used to seeing the old enclosed porta potties. Right. But this one uh, will allow you to have privacy unless you are about six foot 11. Sure, sure. <laughs> Which that's going to be awkward. But um, <laughs> definitely facilities there for the kiddos who might need to make a bathroom break. Yeah. Uh, so, But it looks great. It's a it's a wonderful facility for the two weeks that we have nice warm weather uh, here in the Northwest. Uh, we have three weeks now with global warming. The but, global um, warmings, yeah. Oh, or things like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But, it's a cool spot. It's on Barkley and Woburn and in the monstrosity by the, the lake, the little pond. And the and the what is this the fountains and stuff yeah, like that? Yeah, well, I mean the ponds and fountains—they're kind of ripped up right now, so I'm wondering what they're doing over there. But like improvements, hopefully. Everything else around Bellingham for roads is getting improved in construction uh, and all yeah, that other things. Yeah, burn. Yes, but uh, no, this this park genuinely it is really cool. Um, it, it especially because they also have a water feature where they have a, a hand pump that you pump out water and kids can make like little troughs and rivers and stuff. Mm -hmm. So a lot of creative uh, activities going on other than the physical activities. Yeah, but. But uh, do pardon the, the little Kubota that could right now that's planting the three much-needed trees to shelter the, the sun because it is pretty well open. Well, he's he's our studio audience guest. Yeah. I think he's also trying to appear as if he's working, but he's actually listening into our he show. He totally is. He yeah. totally is. Anyway, hey, one, one fact that I wanted to share. What is that, Nami? <laughs> well, funny thing there, Cliffy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Google it, kids. It's Cheers from the <laughs> 1980s. Uh, one of the things I learned when I went to uh, Squim for a couple days yeah. to visit the, ho ho uh, the hometown, I stayed in an Airbnb, this fabulous little cottage, just a little bit uh, outside of town, a couple minutes into town. Fun fact, when you go traveling at an Airbnb or a Verbo or whatever, you might have the owner of the facility that you're staying, they might have some audio video entertainment options available for you. Sure. Smart TVs, a Roku often is something Stream, that's going streaming, streaming device of choice.
Yes. Turns out that as I was kind of seeing what was going on, I noticed that they had YouTube TV. Hmm. Uh, so you can watch live television, et cetera, oh, et cetera. Oh, that's like that. what you meant by it. Okay. And yeah, yeah. what I pieced together, having known the names of my hosts, the account that was signed in was of a different name than my hosts, oh. which led me to think, huh, maybe the previous guest, yeah. so, or you know, maybe three or four back, yeah. signed in with their account. Whoops. And, uh, well, <laughs> you got a whole lot of uh, pro wrestling that's on your YouTube TV <laughs> search algorithm, and a whole lot of, let's see, what was I watching? I was watching a little bit of the All-Star game for baseball and oh, such. Nice. So nice. their algorithm's now borked because of me. Uh, <laughs> One, one little uh, word of the wise, as you are doing things for the family in your Airbnb, as part of maybe cleaning up any messes that you might have made or making it so you'll get a good review uh, from your Airbnb hosts, also sign out of anything you might be logged into because you never know who might be going in there after you. Yeah, no, that, that is true, especially because you and I have travel coming up. And another thing, you know, you sign out of the online accounts, and then also, should you wish, if they have that uh, radio, you can also turn the dial away from or to... 88.3. It's a place to be for KMRE. I was trying to remember the shtick that you did a month or so ago. It's I'm been a caffeinated, I recall. So. Okay. Uh, yes, well, our thanks to KMRE uh, all on a new FM station yeah. uh, as of recently for broadcasting our show, and we appreciate it. So check them out on Terrestrial Radio. Yeah. So on this episode, as you can tell, this is a no-agenda episode. And this is a no-edit episode. Otherwise, you'd be able to tell in case we mess up. Yeah. So we are a one-take podcast. This, yeah, this is definitely going to be a one-take wonder, folks. But uh, it's the only way that uh, Chris and I could find time because uh, between you being staycationing, me still working, and you know your birthdays, etc., et, et we've been we've been kind of busy. So this is kind of our, our podcast has kind of gotten into like the dignation uh, of of uh, scheduling. What I really dig is, in addition to having a milestone birthday, is you had a big accomplishment that just recently uh, got achieved. Tell us how you leveled up in your badging. Yes. So the the other reason why it's been difficult is, as many listeners and, and readers of the Analog Explorer know, I've been working on my dive qualifications uh, for scuba diving. And um, I've been progressing. I've got my specialty rating and stuff. We, uh, we've talked about that on the show. But uh, I got all of the coursework and now all of my dives. I've got my 50th dive uh, last weekend. 50 dives. That's 50 dives. That we one dive for each of the years I've been born. Yep. Or and been living. Yeah. It's, it, with a lot of diving, a lot of work. I got it done in basically a year. So, I mean, I started about this time last year. That is a time compressed commitment. It is and it isn't. Like it's, it's no pun intended, but whenever I get into something, I usually tend to deep dive into it. And I like where you went there. Yeah. I saw what you did there. That's pretty cheeky. But I mean, with with diving and stuff, it's it's just another fun like it's another fun thing within the Pacific Northwest for me to experience the great outdoors that I've been born and, and raised in. You this know? time, it's below a uh, below the land level. Right. It's it's you know I've I mean I grew up climbing mountains. I grew up on the outdoors. I grew up in the peninsulas. Uh -huh. You know, there's not there's not much of the ranges that I haven't been on. But when it came to our seas and ocean. I've been on it, but not below it. So for me, it's just, it's been a next exploration for analog exploring. Well, congratulations and uh, for the lower levels of your uh, exploring. And so what, now that you're a master diver. Yeah. Master diver. Master mm -hmm. diver. What are you going to do with this young man? So uh, for those that are unfamiliar with, with kind of how the progression works, basically you uh, take a bunch of courses and you get specialized in different parts of, of diving. And then you accrue a bunch of bottom time uh, through diving, and that gets you the the ability to get that rating. 
And really for me, like it's, it's just, it's, it's an accomplishment. It's a nod to my dad because he was a master diver and he also was an instructor back in the day. I also have a nod to AJ's pops and thanks once again for listening. Yeah. And, and for me now, like it, it, it's also prerequisite. Should I ever want to become a pro? I could, uh, i.e. become either a dive guide or a dive master or a dive instructor, like the prerequisite. But no, it's just for me, it's just, it's an accomplishment and uh, it's been a lot of fun and I'm going to keep diving. It's just, it's interesting because, and I've, I've done lots of different dives. Like I've done where I've cleaned up our lake, I don't know how many times between me and my dive partner, Andy, shout out to Andy. For example, about a month ago, we pulled out three or four onion bags, like those big bags that has onions, of rubbish out of Lake Whatcom, right across from a certain establishment in the lake that has youths that go sailing and stay there for camp. Ah, uh, yes. I'm familiar I'm familiar with that camp. And so, like, you know, it, it, it's one of those things where, for me, it's part of conservation and, and helping the outdoors, because that's what I like to do, even on the mountains and stuff. But, no, it's just, it, it built up a lot of different skills and stuff. It's, and it's, it's just, like it's the, fun. It's like that old adage that I'm probably going to butcher. Somebody had left something undone, and everybody thought that somebody was going to clean it up, but nobody did it because they thought anybody would be able to take care of it. And so somebody being a master diver uh, or in process of was able to actually clean up what somebody had left. So good on you for that. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's a lot of fun, like whatever, whatever kind of mission that we do under the water, whether it's cleaning up or working on our skills or it's uh, jokingly, uh, my dive partner and I would call it bubble therapy, okay. you know, because it, like you were saying, like you took a big old tub of your tech, you handed it to your wife and you said, Hey, take this. And it's been a detox for me. Like once you're underwater, there is no Instagramming it. There is no get, getting that tweet in for the next 45 minutes or so, whatever you've got on uh, for, for air you're totally in it and what you experience in that time. And also for that mindset, you know, for your experience, how many phones and AirPod cases have you acquired? So no, so for tech, we have not stumbled on um, a lot of tech under the water. Uh, we have, uh, so my dive partner, he's gotten uh, quite a few rings. So word to the wise, especially as we still have quite some, some time left in the summer. Whenever you're doing an aqueous activity, whether you are uh, wakeboarding or boating or diving or snorkeling, please, pretty please with sugar on top. If you have wedding rings, take them off before you go because what happens is our water is cold, your body is hot, your skin in your body will retract and your rings will slip off your fingers and go into the deep. And this biology lesson was brought to you by AJ Barsay of the Bellingham Podcast. Yes. Uh, stay tuned. Coming soon, there will be a rummage sale from all of the things AJ has plumbed the depths of Lake Whatcom for. Stay tuned yeah. for dates and times for how you can repurchase your stuff <laughs> at, a, at a huge markup for uh, what it took him to get it. Absolutely. Depends on how deep it was. But uh, but yeah, no, that's that's typically what we find is a personal accoutrement that's either fallen off a person or rubbish or um, something, something that was kind of interesting uh, a couple months back. I found... Um, a old credit card from somebody from Canada that must have been coming down to the lake or whatever, but it was dated 1979. Ooh, is this like the MasterCard Barclays American Express or something? Close. It was the Royal, what is Royal it? Bank Ro of Canada. Royal Bank of Canada. RBC card. baby. Yeah. Not like RBG because yeah. she's awesome, but you know RBC. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna try to do some snooping. I mean, dated from 79. Obviously, it's been down there for a while. But, uh, you know, I was just wondering, like, maybe I can find the person. And, and maybe like, you can get some Twinkies at the convenience store if the strip is still active. Oh, no, that thing is 
long time dead. Oh, but, okay, fair enough. But no, it's it's been interesting. We've we've found some interesting stuff under the water. A um, lot of fallen paddles from paddling and and such like that. But uh, no, it's it's been it's been a really cool experience. Can I change subjects? Oh, please do. Because we, we don't have uh, Show notes, the, su no. the sub stack or anything like that. Um, since we are here, it's funny that we are here because on my birthday, my lovely wife was working and that's cool but we we, we celebrated uh otherwise after work i did something uh, rather unique for most people on my birthday oh you went to go see oppenheimer and barbie back to back uh actually they start today oh, and bad. so no i didn't go take the delorean ahead of time <laughs> no um actually when you speak of the regal cinema's barkley monstrosity as we affectionately known as there's a movie that's out now uh that i've wanted to see it's the Part, uh, almost the end of the Mission Impossible series, Dead Reckoning Part yeah, 1. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And no, this is not a plug for the movie. No. But here's the thing. Uh, when you take time off and you actually have a day off, are, are you like me? Do you ever go to a movie theater to watch a movie by yourself? And if so, do you actually get a new film at the 11.30 a.m. showing when everyone else is at work? Nice. Or out in the sunshine? And go into an air-conditioned theater where you have the back row all to yourself. Nice. And less than 10 people in attendance <laughs> for the showing of a, a popular, soon-to-be hundreds of million-dollar uh, revenue movie in IMAX. Ooh. Yeah. No, it was loud. Nice. And uh, watch this by yourself. Now, my beautiful wife isn't much of a fan of um, uh, Mr. Cruz and his uh, action movie dalliances, but I am. And so <laughs> watching this in the morning or the early one before the masses get there and get elbow to elbow in the in the comfortable seats uh, as you're watching the 20 uh, <laughs> or whatever they got, that was a wonderful experience. That's cool. And, and, and oh, by the way. I actually have more money in my pocket for not dropping eight dollars and fifteen cents on popcorn. Eight fifty for a small. You heard me. Eight, oh, eight, eight, no. eight bucks and change no. for a small popcorn. No, unless no, it has some of the diamond earrings and other things mixed in. Like there, you might... It's Gold Flake, right, from Salt Bay. He like must have. He must have. He he caresses the salt into the bag. Is that is that why? Funnily enough, I I often eat gold uh, with my steaks that I sprinkle right. that on. Absolutely. No, there was no gold mm. in the in the popcorn. Oh, shame. Because I like having gold in my system because I'm just a golden child. Aww. No, it was a great experience to be able to watch a movie by yourself. But that's another idea. Would you, you know, what if you did this? Sure, there are opportunities to see cinematic uh, events with your significant other, your loved one, or your kiddos. But what if you went by yourself? Um, I left immediately once it faded to credits. It was beautiful. Didn't have to uh, to uh, say. So, what'd you think of the movie? And wait for other people to get out of my way. Eh, was, that's good. I'm gone. Yeah, exactly. So, and I could take off when I want to. Oh, by the way, uh, one other beautiful thing because I'm not a fan of the stuff leading up to yeah same here um i happen to acquire uh, a new set of ear buds bluetooth mm, earbuds what and are I, they i've enjoyed the anchor and the oki and the other ones well i went big oh no did you go bose i got the bose quiet comfort <gasps> ones i found no. a decent deal on them used or new used nice yeah uh, no, it was it was new other refurbished. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. the thing is, I so once again, I understand budget limitations yeah. and the the if see previous episodes about other Ad recommendations. Nauseam. Yeah. But I decided, you know what? It's my birthday coming up. I had a little bit of cheddar from some uh, nice folks who wanted to you know celebrate me, and a cheddar equals additional money. 
Not um, cheese. Not for, cheese. For the kids that may not be aware of that term. And I got them. And those, when they say noise canceling, mm. you go to you go to a, coffee, a house of caffeine from a national chain here in Bellingham, and they'll have who knows what playing on the, the, the things. That will silence what's going on, and I can listen to my quiet, ambient music. Rad. At the monstrosity in an IMAX theater. Yeah. I'm seeing commercials. I put those things in, and all of a sudden, and I, other than our friend on the Kubota, the mini mini tractor, uh, Captain Kubota, who could? I did not hear anything. Wow! And I listened to some quiet music, and I did not look up at the screen for the uh, commercials because this isn't Black Mirror, and I loved that. Oh, that's cool. Well, speaking of of gear and new new kit, I yes. actually have some too. So I'm I'm actually wearing them. I noticed the, the I noticed the blueness. Yeah. So I've got I got a pair of um. They call these the Q45 Space, and it's made by um, uh, Soundcore, which is an Anchor product. Yes. And uh, they were on sale, and uh, I my my wife because she's started her grad school. She needed her, I, for years, the headphones that you've seen me cut our show with uh-huh. are actually my wife's. There you go. Well, now she needs Thanks, them. AJ's wife, for the help with that. Yeah, so so it's it's been seven years. So she gets them back, and so... Um, <laughs> Slightly used with your earwax all over them, huh? <laughs> no, I think they could care. I broke them in. So <laughs> they're more comfy that way. So no, so I uh, these were on sale, and so I, I grabbed them and stuff. And uh, they're basically just an upgrade to the, the Life Q30s that they were, uh-huh. that I, I used for my so wife. So these are the over-the-ear cans, yeah, if the, you will. Yeah, they're, they're, and they're full over over the ear and that was the one thing that drove me nuts you've got like the semi over the ear where uh-huh. they're still on the ear which for doing a 30 minute show is not bad but yeah. as i do analog explorer episodes and they're a little bit longer and it's not ear too- fatigue yeah especially because yeah. I, I need to be dialed in these ones also have like um uh active wind uh wind uh, like wind noise cancellation so you can walk with them and yep. they do all that type of stuff they've got high res high fidelity ldac um, built in and stuff. And, and, and it'll cook your breakfast in the morning too. Yeah. And it's, you know, a fraction of the price of like a, a, a Sonos or a Bose and yeah, stuff. Yeah, exactly. But I want I wanted to at least try it and treat myself. Cause you know, I'm turning the odometer on another decade here. I'm like, I'm going to try it. And uh, boy, howdy. Um, yeah. So good, good purchase for you for what yeah, your needs are. And, you. uh, I didn't think that I would be, uh, as thrilled, but we got a little bit of gear uh, acquisitions. Uh, same thing in the gear acquisition syndrome department. I also have a new coffee maker. Um, really? Not yes. the Bialetta? Uh, no. So no, the Bialetta, we still got the, so uh, the Bialetti uh, moved into the Camara. Most okay, people will yes. remember that episode because right. that's, everybody seems to listen to that episode and chuckle. That was our NPR coffee episode. Oh, I thoroughly enjoyed that. <laughs> I was, I was vibrating internally from all the caffeine you poured me. <laughs> we need, we need to do that again. So we sure. got, so after the, the Camaro, we've had the Camaro for years, and I have been a fan on the fringes of a company called Wakako. You got to spell that for me. W-A-C-A-C-O. Wakako. So Wakako, uh, uh, quite some years back, kind of broke into the, the market with a backpackable espresso maker. It's basically a hand pumping, makes 15, that 15 bars of pressure um, espresso. And I've been curious about it, and the build of it was very lightweight and plastic for backpacking and stuff. And I wished, I wished it was a little bit more robust, a little bit metal, because I wouldn't plan on backpacking with it. Okay. Lo and behold, about a year ago, they came out with a new one called the Pico Presso. 
the Wakiko Pico Presso? Yes, because the other one was the Wakiko <laughs> Nano Presso. I got, I got, you, I got, I got this on a loop. This is going to be my new text message ringtone. Make, Wakiko Pico Presso. That's what I call right. Um, it's also a great strong password. So yes. Anyway. <laughs> oh yeah. Not a lot of characters, but it definitely has some taste to it. <laughs> so anyway, um, I've been really curious about it. My wife got it for me for our anniversary. Oh, happy anniversary! How many years? Ten years. The decade. The decade. All right. Yep. So we, uh, we did that, and um, it's been great, Chris. Yeah. Um, and it's, what's great about it is the, it's an espresso machine, for lack of better terms. It's all manual, so uh-huh. Analog Explorer approved here. But it's about the size of maybe an extended Coke can in, uh, okay. in, in, yep, yep. in, in tallness. Uh-huh. And then in the round, it's the same size as your normal portafil- uh, portafilter that's on an espresso maker on the bottom. So it's very compact. It does have its own little carrying case and stuff, but we use it every morning. Mm-hmm. And that is our quote unquote espresso machine. You boil some water, you pour it over the top, you take your grinds, you grind it. Um, it requires ultra fine that espresso grind. And you put about nine pumps in it for it to build up the pressure just with one hand. No big burly hands required. Okay. And then uh, once that pressure builds up, you just press uh, press that pump once every second, and you just keep that pressure going, and out comes some tasty espresso. I'm having flashbacks to Back to the Future 3 with Doc Brown's Rube Goldberg little thing to be able to get a cube of ice <laughs> from the refrigeration unit. Okay. But, and, and there's a little okay. bit of effort, but yeah. it makes... But it, I, I was watching the Back to the Future trilogy. I see. But I see. all of that for an ice cube to go, icy? Yes. Uh, it was a great... Uh, you, you are working for the espresso. So here's the thing. Um, and the reason why I... I, I just like the Camara, I do not want to have a big horking espresso machine in my house. Sure. I don't. One, they're, they take up a lot of real estate in your kitchen. I have a small kitchen. Mm-hmm. I don't like the, uh, have to, you have to have an extra appliance, you know, that have to be plugged in, yada, yada, yada. The extra maintenance. And a bigger amount to clean. Exactly. Yeah. And this thing is, it's th- it's basically three parts. Once you're done, you rinse off three parts, you throw out your grounds, and you're done. Like, no batteries required. All about the size of a Monster Energy drink can. Less than. Oh, okay. Less than. What's great, so, I mean, we had a po- random power outage. Remember that a couple weeks yes, ago? Yes, I do. Uh, in the morning. And it was funny because, of course, I go up on PSE. I, I say that we're out of power. Oh, yeah. Estimated time for power isn't going to be until 11. Cool. I still had my espresso in the morning. It was great. <laughs> that's what, and you didn't have to make it cold either. So no. that's, that's all the better. It sounds like that was some quality equipment that you got. That's just my purchased. quality assurance right there. Okay, well. Uh, <laughs> what about so, yours? Well, I don't know. Uh, are we in the new segment? Because you yeah. didn't introduce it. I, I know I didn't. Oh, well, I, I can't. I can't. I, I'm distracted by Captain uh, Kubota that could right there. So let's, 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 let's make it official. This is quality assurance. That previous pick was picked for you for AJ Barsay. And this next pick is picked for you by Chris Powell for your quality assurance. That's right. All right. Mine, uh, in this month of July, I was able to read and complete uh, three analog books, three Ooh. books, because I got time on my hands. Like Hall & Oates, I got too much time on my hands. Uh, no, I love it. What, the book that I really enjoyed, and bear with me on this, we've got a few minutes uh, remaining in the episode. Uh, this book is called Unreasonable, Unreasonable Hospitality, and it's written by a fellow by the name of Will Guadera. And Will, Will Guadera got his uh, career in the hotel and restaurant hospitality realm. And he has been uh, involved in a lot of fine dining restaurants. And he had the opportunity working under Danny Meyer, who's one of the OGs of hospitality in the New York Northeast area, to take 
what was a French patisserie in uh, Madison Avenue, heart of New York. It was called 11 Madison Park. And turn it from a French patisserie. Did I pronounce it correctly? Yeah, patisserie. Thank mm -hmm. you. Uh, and turn it into not only a fine dining restaurant, but to get it a four-star review from the New York Times to, and to have the Michelin-starred chef, co-owner, partner of his, to be the best restaurant in the world. And Whoa. how did they do that? And it involves a whole lot of cultivating a team culture. Right. But also, you can have amazing dining experiences all over the world. Sure, absolutely. But what they did was they were able to find a way to make their customers' experiences, hi, Crows, unbelievably curated and personal and memorable. Hmm. And as I'm reading this tome, which is uh, another word for a book, check it out, kids, um, I was really impressed with what they did to employ active listening and to be creative and to have the agency to try things that would create not only delight, but a wow factor for their customers. What they create then? As they are in the uh, ascent of popularity and, and they are really hitting their stride, a table of four out-of-towners were having their last meal in New York mm. uh, before heading home, wherever that was. And one of them mentioned or lamented, I got to you know, enjoy all of New York, but I didn't get to enjoy uh, a New York hot dog from one of the carts. Oh, I see. And so an attentive server or employee overhearing this conversation hustled, ran out or got someone to run out to a New York hot dog cart, purchase a hot dog, hang on, and okay. then take it to the kitchen where the agile kitchen staff were able to slice it in fourths, do a little drizzle of mustard, a drizzle of ketchup, make it look all pretty and Instagrammable like they do in fine dining. and. The server evidently said, overheard uh, this, perhaps this might suffice. Their reaction was unlike any other reaction for a fine dining patron. Hmm. Like they got what they wanted and how uh, personalized, how memorable it was. They will never forget that experience. Hmm. Now, taking that from fine dining restaurants, now, you know, uh, me and me and Mickey D's were, were no wait a minute I don't really care going there all right um, I took a lot of those principles and I'm working on trying to apply this hospitality to technology support interesting and this is probably going to be something that I'm developing in the future because when you dear listener hear the phrase tech support oh yeah exactly that response you just had audibly uh, yeah I just saw at least the four people who are listening in addition to my mom hi mom um, roll their eyes yep. at technology support. That is something that I want to break. And what better way, wouldn't it be nice if you were able to, as you are reaching computer support from someone who is listening to you to try to provide an experience. And I'm talking, I'm not talking about doing a, a soft shoe tap dancing mm -hmm. routine, uh, you know, from Arthur Miller. I'm thinking, what if you were to use active listening and help someone not only become familiar and take care of the situation, but also, Give them something that might provide delight. Have you considered this? Never making them feel dumb. To be, you know, partnering with them so that they actually are like, wow, that really was, I'm, I'm happy I contacted this computer nerd. Yeah. Hospitable technology. Hospitalitech. Oh, wow. Yeah, I know. You've I'm been, tossing these ideas yeah. around. You never know what might happen if, as we progress through 2023. But this book was really something, as I've droned on and on about it, uh, that's been really quality for me. I underlined the 
Dickens out of Ooh, the, the pages. I was going to say, you had, you had to keep, keep it clean, Chris. And, and clean. the bookmark of the fork that I had, you know, to keep ah. the pages in there. Uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> it was, it, it, I went back to it a lot during my time off. I can tell. And on that bookmark, uh, that wraps up this 225th edition of the Bellingham Podcast. Just as Captain Kubota that could turns off the tractor. Because we planned you hear it that, that sweet way. sweet sound? Yes. That sweet, that, I wish we would have had that an hour ago. Well, we got the crows now. Yep. Sup, crow. Anyway, that wraps up this 225th edition of the Bellingham Podcast. Thank you again so much to listening to us, rating us, reviewing us, wherever you like to get this podcast. Remember, if you are in the Bellingham area, you might be listening to us on KMRE 102.3 yet. Which oh. recently changed to 88.3 <laughs> on your FM dial. Because 88.3 is the place to be for KMRE, don't you see? Uh, we Our thanks to KMRE for uh, broadcasting our show. And on that note, it's been a while, but it's been good hearing all of you. I'm AJ Barsay. And I'm Chris Powell. Thanks once again for subscribing to our show to continue to be part of our Bellingham podcast story and for continuing to listen to us on the Bellingham podcast. No, seriously, we, we go from Kubota that could to crows that can't shut up. Well, they have something to say now that they can actually hear the, the voices in their crow brain to, to think. I'm actually hungry for a hot dog right now. <laughs> <laughs>